I want to go ahead and ask you to open your Bibles, if you would, to 1 Peter chapter number 4. 1 Peter chapter number 4. And let me say this, please, if you would. This, uh, every sermon is going to have its own type of uh, principles we can learn or things we can learn from each one, but it will be a whole lot better for you if you can be here uh, every Sunday throughout the month of August to let these build upon each other so you can see everything because I can't give everything in one sermon, if that makes sense, because the Bible has so much to say uh, about what stewardship is and our uh, duties if you would as christians to be good stewards and so i can't give it all in one sermon but each sermon is going to be important if that makes sense so please if all possible would you commit in your heart that i'm going to be here uh, at least every sunday morning i mean i love to have you here all three times a week but at least every sunday morning as a church member i'm going to do my best because this is not something we talk about all the time okay and um i would love for you to get in on this and not only for our church to be blessed but individually as a household as a person uh, you can be blessed just by studying this and applying some of the things that we're going to learn okay so I, I would love for you to commit in your heart say you know the preacher don't ask a whole lot of us but surely I can I can be here uh, uh, every Sunday in the month of August so I can learn something and uh, I, I really would I think you'd be blessed by hearing this and applying what the Scripture gives us, okay? And this week, we want to look at the topic, uh, I'm going to give you four, but some biblical principles of stewardship. Some biblical principles of stewardship, and bear with me, because uh, I, even on Wednesday nights, when we just kind of go through the Bible and go through the verses, and I try to teach some things, uh, on Wednesday nights, the temptation for me there is to start preaching while I'm teaching. And, and, and I, I joke that I get a little preachy in my teachy, but uh, I really need to teach some things, I think, so that we, I need to slow down so that we can understand some things the Bible has to say. And so I need to be opposite of, of what I am on Wednesday night uh, because, like, right now I want to get full gear and start preaching, but I need to slow down. And make sure we go through this in a way that everybody can understand what we're talking about. But forgive me if I start preaching while I'm teaching, okay? Was that a, are we okay with that? If I start preaching while I'm teaching, y'all not going to get mad at me, right? Amen? All right, so I just want to make sure we get that. So we're going to be here every Sunday, Lord willing. Now, if the Lord comes back, y'all can go ahead and study it without me, and I'll, I'll be gone. But uh, unless the Lord returns or something we don't want to happen happens Let, let's commit in our hearts that we're going to be here and we're going to learn about this deal of stewardship okay so look with me if you would if you haven't got there yet in first peter chapter number four first peter chapter number four and we'll look at one verse as we get started now we got several verses we're going to look at but we'll look at this one verse to get us started okay we'll look at verse number 10 it says as every man hath received the gift even so minister the same one to another as good stewards of the manifold grace of God. Now I want you to see two words in that verse and I'll explain what that means. But those two words, see it says good stewards. 
I want to teach you how to be a good steward, okay, according to the Bible. I wanted to teach you what a steward is, what that word means, and how it applies biblically when you read the scriptures and all of a sudden you see stewardship. Because it's in there, by the way. And then that word steward, you know, uh, to be a good steward. And so I want to help you today, okay? So let's share our hearts together. Let's bow our hearts to the Lord in prayer. Father in heaven, thank you. Lord, that we can be here today. I thank you for that. I know there's many that are sick and different things going on in life. And Lord, you've allowed us to be here. You've given us the help to be here. Lord, you have blessed us in a way that we're able to come to your house today. And I thank you for that. And I pray that what we read and see and hear spoken would be a blessing and that we'd learn something today that we could be better servants for you. Forgive me where I fail thee. May your name be honored and glorified, glorified and lifted up in all that we say or do. For we ask it in Jesus' name. Amen. I have come to learn, and I don't know it all, by the way. I like to throw that out there. I don't know it all. I, I, I'll be the first to admit, I'm not a preacher who claims to know everything. Matter of fact, many times when a question is asked to me, I'll have to get back with you on it because I don't know it all. But I'm convinced that in today's uh, church, there's a lot of people that don't even understand what the word steward means in the Bible. And uh, if you don't have a good understanding of what a steward is, then you're not going to understand what stewardship is, okay? And so let me give you the biblical definition of what a steward is. And a steward is one who manages or looks after another's property, okay? A steward is one who manages or looks after another's property, okay? And so in the Bible, we're told here, if you see this verse here, that we are, as we have received the gift, every man. Uh, what gift is he talking about? Well, let's think about that. Uh, number one, we'll be talking about the gift of salvation. Uh, but as he breaks it down, he's talking about the gift of grace. We've all been given a measure of faith. And when we're saved by the grace of God, uh, notice how he talks about that we are to be good stewards one to another of the manifold grace of God. And that word manifold grace just means the various forms of grace. Listen, I gave a three-month study one time on grace. There's different types of grace. And we, as we've been given the gift of salvation, that's the grace of God given to us. As we receive that gift, we, because it's not mine, by the way, salvation isn't mine. Salvation belongeth to the Lord. It's not my salvation. It's his salvation given to me. It's a gift. And so what's been given to me, I am to be a good steward of or a good manager of. Are y'all following with me? I'm being clear. Okay, so if you're saved today by the grace of God, it's nothing of you. It's all of him. Salvation is not of our works. It's not of works. That's any man should boast. So if you've been saved today... It's because of God's gift to you, okay? The gift of God is eternal life. So you've been given a gift. And as every man has been given that gift, those who've been saved. And he's writing this, obviously, uh, to Christian people, that we are to serve in a capacity where we can minister. That's what serving is, ministering. That grace, that gift, the manifold, the various forms of grace that we've been given. Now, I'll be honest with you. Uh, in the various forms of grace, I don't know what your gift is. Everybody has a different type of gift that they can use for the cause of Christ. I don't know what yours is, but whatever it is, you are to be a good manager of it because it is God who has given it to you. 
Okay, so let's get that in our mind. The word steward means to manage or look after another's property. So what am I managing or looking after? I'm going to tell you. And remember, we're talking about in our Christian viewpoint, okay? And honestly, it's the proper viewpoint what I'm going to give you today. It's just the fact that the whole world doesn't see it the way we do, okay? But it doesn't mean it's not the way it's supposed to be. Everybody don't believe the Bible. It don't mean the Bible's not true just because you don't believe it. And one of these days, you're going to give an account for it, whether you believe it or not. <laughs> and so uh, the things I want to share, you, share with you today, the word steward means to manage or look after another's property. And when we have that proper meaning in place, then it's easier to understand what our role is when it comes to the practice of stewardship. Okay? So... If I'm going to be a good steward, or a, as the Bible tells me, I'm to be a good steward, you are to be a good steward, okay? God wants us to be good managers of what he has given us. I think we can all see that, right? That's clear. I've tried to make it understandable. So what is it that God has given us that he wants us to be good managers of? And that's what we're going to break down today. I'm going to give you four principles of biblical stewardship. Now, if I know I'm, I'm to be a good steward, a good manager of what God... Being a, the, the term stewardship is the actual practice of being a steward, the managing of what God has given us. Okay, so let's look at the very first, uh, when we think about the principle of stewardship, the very first thing, if you want to follow along in the outline of the bulletin, you're welcome to, and you want to write these down. Let me say, number one, in the, in the, uh, the principles of stewardship, the very first thing you want to see is this, the principle of ownership. The principle of ownership. Now, let's get a proper view of this, okay? So I'm going to read Psalm 24, Psalm 24, and verse number 1. Now, you see what the Bible says for yourself. And it's not the preacher talking. It's the Word of God talking. And look at what Psalm 24, verse number 1 says. The earth is the Lord's and the fullness thereof. The world and they that dwell therein. Now, we don't have to be a, uh, a Bible theologian. You don't have to have a doctor's degree in theology to understand what we just read. Okay? The earth. Do you know what the earth is? Okay? Are you living on planet earth today? Some of you, I wonder. Maybe you came from another planet and wound up here. I don't know, but, huh? But the earth. Now, <clears throat> when I read this and I see that the earth is the Lord's, that's a pretty broad statement right there. That's pretty definitive, isn't it? Hey, this earth, it belongs to God. But do you see that it didn't stop there? The earth is the Lord's and the fullness thereof. Hmm. The world. So we're getting, if you used to take like a magnifying glass and, and you're getting a little, you're zooming it in a little more, a little more, a little more. Okay? That fine print's starting to get real big. Hey, this earth belongs to God. Okay? Everything in the earth, everything on the earth, the whole world, everything in it, it belongs to God. And you know why? Because if you was to read Genesis, you're going to find that God created this earth. That's how, this is God's earth. He created this. 
Hey, he caused the grass to grow. He caused the trees to, to, to grow and prosper. And, and he created the oceans. He created the sun, moon, and stars. This earth and the fullness thereof, everything in it, belongs to God. So in my proper view of stewardship, okay, the, the, the practice of being a good steward, I've got to have the proper view, and that's this, that what I have is God's. God, this earth, it belongs to him, and he's put us here to be good stewards of his earth. Now, let me show you another verse. Uh, we mentioned in Genesis that God created everything. Now, look at Genesis chapter number 2. Look at verse number 15. And the Lord God took the man, that's the man he created, by the way, Adam, and put him in the garden of Eden to dress it and to keep it. You know what he was doing? He put Adam in the garden to work and take care of the garden of Eden. In other words, God gave Adam stewardship of the Garden of Eden. Does that make sense? It was Adam's job. Do you see that? That God put him in the garden to work it and to keep it? To take care of it? To manage it? It's God's property, but he put Adam in charge. Am I, am I making sense? Adam was to be a good steward of the Garden of Eden. Now, this is the fundamental principle of biblical stewardship, the fact that God owns everything and we are simply managers or administrators acting on his behalf. Boy, where my amen is at this morning? God owns everything. Now, if you don't believe that, you're going to deny with the Bible what we just read. The earth is the Lord's. God owns everything. And we, as good stewards, are to manage it and properly take care of it. Okay? That's what the Bible tells me. Okay? Uh, when, we, when we think about this, the stewardship, having good stewardship, being a good steward, it expresses our obedience regarding the administration of everything God has placed under our control. Now, stewardship is the commitment of oneself and their possessions to the service of God. Recognizing the fact that we do not have the right of control over what we claim to be ours. Now, you say, preacher, you trying to tell me that the house I live in, the land I own, the money in my bank account, you're trying to tell me that that don't belong to me? You're trying to tell me that belongs to God? Amen. Say, preacher, I, I make payments on the vehicle. I make payments on my house. And you telling me that that, that that deed that's got my name, that it don't belong to me? What I'm saying this morning is stewardship, the practice of managing what's not ours, but what God has entrusted us with. And being a good steward is recognizing that we do not have the right of control over our property or ourselves because everything belongs to God. Now, if you have a right heart toward God, that statement's not going to bother you at all. Amen. Not going to bother you at all. You see, there's a danger if we have the improper view. Now, uh, we, we've talked about this one time before, not long ago, but the scripture tells us in Deuteronomy chapter number 8. 
In Deuteronomy chapter number 8, there was a command given to God's people to remember him. Okay? Because they were going to be blessed. They were going to go over into the promised land. And all of a sudden, you know, once they fight all their battles and get to where they are, things were going to go well. They were going to be blessed. But notice what he says in Deuteronomy chapter 8. Uh, begin reading verse number 17. He said, here's what's going to happen to you if you're not careful. And say thou in thine heart, my power and the might of mine hand hath gotten me this wealth. But thou shalt remember the Lord thy God, for it is he that giveth thee power to get wealth, that he may establish his covenant, which he sware unto thy fathers, as it is this day. And it shall be that if thou do all forget the Lord thy God, and walk after other gods, and serve them, and worship them, I testify against you this day that ye shall surely perish. So, the improper view... Now, I'm not trying to make anybody mad. Y'all know that. I'm just, I got to preach this. This is the Bible. The improper view is for you to say, man, I did this. Hey, I bought that vehicle. I'm the, wor I'm the one that worked hard. Uh, listen, I, I, all the land that I own, I did that. I worked hard. I sweat. I, I had blood, sweat, and tears to, to achieve everything I have. It's all mine. That's the improper view. Because God reminded his people that even though they were going to fight battles, and they did. They didn't just walk into uh, uh, Canaan. They had to cross rivers and fight giants and, and do all this stuff. But he said, you're going to get over there. If you're not careful, you're going to be blessed so much. And you're going to say, look what I did. And he said, it is God who's given you the strength and the ability to acquire whatever it is you have. I want you to know today, listen, there's nothing wrong with having things. There, there's nothing wrong with that. Not at all. What's wrong with it is when you put all your stock in what you have and forget that it is God who's given you the ability to achieve, to work, to have the health. Listen, you may not be able to get out of bed in the morning. Amen. You could be breathing and walking and doing fine today, and you may not be doing that well tomorrow. And if you've got the proper view of what is yours and what's God's and the fact that everything belongs to God, you're going to be okay because you know it's His anyway. Okay? So... The very first principle of stewardship is the fact, it's the principle of ownership. God owns everything. Okay? He owns it all. And that's okay. Because he's entrusting you with what you have that belongs to him. Okay? Does that make sense? All right. Now let me give you the second thing this morning. In the principle of stewardship, the second principle is this. The principle of responsibility okay we understand now we've read the scripture and we see that God owns everything I'm talking about the house you live in that's God's house uh, the vehicle you drive that's God's vehicle why because he enabled you to have the strength to acquire those things okay so God owns it but then we have to understand the principle of responsibility now first Corinthians chapter 4 first Corinthians chapter 4 look at verse number 2 Now notice what the Bible says. Moreover, it is required in what? Stewards. Now God wants us to be good stewards, okay? What's a steward? One who manages another's property. It is required. Now I don't know about y'all, but required to me is a pretty strong word. It's a pretty strong word. Is it not? 
if there's a requirement of God that you ever need to pay attention to, it's what we're reading now. Moreover, it is required in stewards. Let me ask you this. Don't raise your hand, but based on what I've just went through with you in the first point, how many of us are stewards in here? Are we stewards? Yeah. Because God owns everything. He owns it all. Yet he's enabled you and acquired through his power and health to give you to work and achieve and do whatever it is you do. But everything belongs to him and you're a steward. Now he tells me in the word, it's not me talking, it's God's word that it is required. Boy, it's a strong word. If there's something that God requires, I think we ought to pay attention to it. Because we're going to give an account for it one day. But it is required in stewards that a man be found what? You see that? That a man be found faithful. So, we are to be faithful in our stewardship. In the act of managing what God has given us. We are to be faithful with it. Now, do you not see that? I had a preacher said, no, the Bible said this. Preacher didn't say it, the Bible said it. It's required. We read in Peter, in our text verse, that God wants us to be good stewards. We see here, it is required that a man be found faithful. That is what we would get to second point, the principle of responsibility. There's a responsibility that you have... To the stewardship that God has given you. You are responsible for that. Oh, it belongs to God, but he's given it to you to manage. Although God gives us all things richly to enjoy, nothing is truly ours. Hey, can I give you just an example? Right now, I'm driving a Lexus R30 something other something other. And I'm enjoying it, by the way. But it's not mine. It's my in-laws. My vehicle's in the shop in Mississippi. My water pump went out last week, and uh, we were in Mississippi. And it, parts are on back order. They said it's going to take five to seven days. And the way my uh, coverage stuff, anyway, it only covered like five days' worth of rental cars, and we'd be way past that. And so uh, my in-laws let me drive their Lexus home. Man, I'm, I'm loving that. You know what's crazy about it? Uh, you, can, you can be up to 70 and feel like you're only going 30 in a Lexus. It's that smooth. It's like riding on a cloud. And I'm enjoying it. And you better believe it's my mother-in-law's car, so I'm being a good steward of it. I'm managing it well. I'm, I'm trying to be careful in the driving and parking and everything. Don't want to scratch on it, by the way. But I'm enjoying it, but it's not mine. The proper view of stewardship, the responsibility, is that God has given us all things richly to enjoy but it's not ours. It's his. Nothing really belongs to us because God owns everything. Now you say, preacher, you're sounding pretty repetitious. Yes, because repetition is the key to learning. And some of us are so hard-headed, we've got to hear it a hundred times for it to sink, sink through. God owns everything, but yet we can enjoy what God has given us. Listen, God, some of you, you ought to be thankful. God's blessed you uh, with a nice home, with a nice vehicle, giving you a family to enjoy. God gave that to you. You need to have the proper view of it. There's a lot of people that would give their right arm to have what you have today. 
If you've got family sitting in church with you, that is a blessing that people would pay money to have today. But yet God has blessed you with that. You are to enjoy that. This idea of stewardship, I'm not saying don't enjoy what God's given you, okay? It's the view of it to know that, okay, everything I have, everything is God's. And I've got a responsibility to be faithful with it, to be faithful to what God has given. Listen, while we complain about our rights here on earth, the Bible constantly asks, what about your responsibilities? What about your responsibilities? You see, owners have rights. Stewards have responsibilities. And as a steward, you and I have a responsibility to take what God has given us. And it's not about how much or how little. Okay? People only, listen, I, I, goodness gracious, and we're going to get deeper as the weeks go along, but there's people who think, oh, I can't give to the church because I don't have nothing to give. You've got the improper view. It's not about how much you are giving to the church. It's about are you giving what God has given you to manage to give. It, it, people think, well, I can't do this and I can't do that because I don't have this. It's not about what you have. It's about does God have what he's given you. Okay? So in the responsibility of things, we find out, yes, owners have rights, but stewards have responsibilities, and we are called as God's stewards to manage that which belongs to God. And while God has graciously, graciously entrusted us with the care, development, and enjoyment of everything he owns as, as we are his stewards, we are responsible to manage his holdings well and according to his desires and purposes. I could Y'all know there are so many side trails we can go with that. But there's scripture for each portion of our life. I mean, from our marriage, our home, our children, we find out God has given us responsibilities as stewards of those things, okay? That we manage them well. That we become productive in all things. That's what he wants. That's the principle of responsibility, okay? Can I give you another one? You haven't cut me off yet, have you? We haven't even got to the good stuff yet. Y'all hang with me, okay? Let me give you another one this morning. We're talking about the principles of stewardship. The third thing, if you're taking notes, the third thing is this. And that's going to be this, the principle of accountability, okay? The principle of accountability. Now, we're talking about a steward this morning. God wants us to be a good steward. A steward is what? A manager of, of another's possessions, Okay? We are to take God's possessions that he's given us and manage it well. Okay? Look at the principle of accountability in Luke chapter 16. Luke chapter 16. And those two words or the two terms are going to be mentioned in this passage. Okay? Steward and stewardship. Let's look at this. Look what Jesus said in Luke 16. Look at verses 1 and 2. And he said also unto his disciples, There was a certain rich man which had a steward. And the same was accused unto him that he had wasted his goods. Now let's stop right there for a minute, okay? Let's stop right there. So he had a rich man. He had a lot of possessions, okay? He had a steward or what we would call a manager of his affairs. And he entrusted this steward to take care of his business, right? There was a, a rich man had a steward, and the same, that steward, that manager, was accused unto him that he had wasted his goods. 
So the guy didn't do a good job of the man's possessions. Hey, yeah, look at verse number two. And he called him. So the rich man who had the steward, he's calling the steward unto him and said unto him, how is it that I hear this of thee? Now look at the next part of the verse. Give an account of thy what? Stewardship. For thou mayest be no longer steward. Here's where we see the principle of accountability. Now Jesus is teaching this in this parable here. That there's a man, he had great possessions, a rich man, and he had a steward, a manager of his possessions, who wasn't doing a good job with it. And he called him in to give an account of his stewardship. A steward is one who manages the possessions of another. We are all stewards of the resources and abilities and opportunities that God has entrusted to our care. And one day, are you listening to me? One day, each one of us are going to be called to give an account for how we have managed what the master has given us. What are you talking about, preacher? I'm talking about the home that you have, the children that you're raising. Everything that God has entrusted unto you that belongs to him, which the Bible tells me everything, one day we're going to stand before an almighty God and give an account for it. How have we managed what God has given us? To me, it's a very, I don't want to say scary thing, but it's a very sobering thought. It gets my attention pretty quick that I'm going to stand before God and God's going to look at me one day and say, I entrusted this unto you. Why did you do this? Now, if you read the Bible, I told you for time's sake, can't get into everything. God tells us how he wants us to manage each area of our life. Okay, God tells us how he wants it. There's other passages. I want, for time's sake, I want to get into everything. But if you also look at Luke chapter 19, Luke chapter 19, there's several verses through there in Luke chapter 19. If you was to go down uh, verses 12 through 27, uh, there, there's a lot of things given uh, about stewardship and the, the parable of the talents there. And what you're going to find is that God had given each uh, one, or, or the, uh, the, the owner here had given each one of these certain talents to manage, to be stewards of. You remember one buried it in the earth? <laughs> but one took what God had given them or, the, or the, uh, the master here had given them and they was able to multiply it and to gain more with it, okay? And that's what happens is what you find here that you're going to give an account just like in the parable of the talents that we're going to be called to give an account of how we administered everything we've been given. And you know what that includes? Our time, our money, our ability, our knowledge, wisdom, our relationships, our authority. We all are going to give an account to the rightful owner as to how well we manage those things that he's entrusted us with. And he says here, when you start reading down there, verses 12 through 27, he goes through that about those who would be managers of their talents that God has given them, okay? And that one hit it in the bank, uh, hit it in the ground, uh, one put it in the bank, one gained more with it. And he says in verse number uh, 27, But those mine enemies which would not that I should reign over them, bring hither and slay them before me. You know what's going to happen? 
Those who haven't been good managers, listen, we're going to bow our heads in shame one day as we stand before God. And we, he, I don't know how it's all going to play out at the judgment, but I know I'm going to give an account. I know you're going to give an account for everything, how we conducted ourselves, okay, as his good stewards or lack thereof. And it's possible that he might show us what we could have done with what we had. Now, you think about that. What if God shows us at judgment what we could have done versus what we actually did? Would your head be hung in shame? Mine would be. Mine sure would be. When I think back over my life and the things I should have done for God and could have done for God, but I didn't do. I wasn't a good steward at this point in time of life. And I wasn't a good And there was times where I could have given to the church and I didn't give to the church. And there was times where I, I could have served a little better and I didn't. You're going to give an account for that. Hey, parents, you got little kids that can't drive themselves to church. And God's entrusted your home with kids. Are you managing them well? If not, you're going to give an account for it one day. Those of us uh, that God's blessed enough. Listen, I'm not saying you got a whole lot of money in the bank. I'm not saying that, but, but you're able to be here today. I know gas is high and, and groceries are high, but the, the, the principle of stewardship is this. God has entrusted me something, and when it comes back around the first day of the week, when it's time to give unto the Lord, we are to give a portion which God's blessed us with. Because no matter how little you have or how much you have, it could always be a lot worse than what it is. The bills are going to keep coming in. Things are going to happen. Cars are going to break down. Tires are going to go flat. Washing machines are going to break. Why? Because that's life. But God wants us to be good stewards. Let me give you one more and we're done. Okay, one more. We're talking about the principles of stewardship. The fourth one I want to show you today is this. It's called the principle of reward. The principle of reward. Now let's look at a passage of scripture and we'll be done. Okay, in Colossians, Colossians chapter 3. Colossians chapter 3. Verses 23 and 24 says, And whatsoever ye do, do it heartily as to the Lord and not unto men, knowing that, the, that of the Lord ye shall receive the reward of the inheritance, for ye serve the Lord Christ. Now here's the principle of reward. That whatever God has entrusted us with, your home, your job, whatever it is, God's entrusted you with that, that you are to do it. If, if I'm reading what I'm, if you see what I'm reading, whatsoever you do, you see that? How are we to do it? Heartily. That means wholeheartedly. As to the Lord and not to men. So that whatever job you work, you recognize as a good steward because I'm a Christian. I'm going to do my very best because I'm at this job and I'm working it for the Lord. You say, preacher, you don't know my boss. I don't Go to work with the attitude, I'm working for God today. I'm doing it for the Lord. Listen, your boss may cuss you out and make me, whatever, but you do it for the Lord. And you know what's going to happen one day? Bible tells me that you're going to receive the reward of the inheritance. That God's going to bless you for being a good steward of what he's given you. Do it for the Lord. One of these days, we're going to stand before the Lord. And in Matthew 25, 21, I want to hear him say, Well done, thou good and faithful servant. That's what I want to hear. 
That's what Matthew 25, 21 tells you. You know what? Well done, thou good and faithful servant. Moreover, it is required in stewards that a man be found faithful. To serve the Lord to the best of our ability, to be a good manager of what God has given us. And we all individually have different resources God gave us. Let's take it and manage it to the best of our ability, knowing that we're doing it for the Lord. And one of these days when we stand before him, we'll be blessed. Okay, let's bow our heads if you would. Heads are bowed and our eyes are closed. I don't know every need here today. I don't have to know every need. But I pray that you learn something today in the fact that God has blessed each and every one of us and given every one of us a portion of something to manage for him. Your home you live in, the vehicle you drive, Hey, we're blessed, y'all. We're blessed. Most houses have two vehicles. Or in some parts of the country, people have to walk miles and miles and miles and miles to get somewhere. Other parts of the world, people are starving. We're going to throw out more food this week out of our refrigerator than some people have in a month. We're blessed. Are we managing what God has given us well? If not, well, then we're not being a good steward. Now, if you're here today and say, Preacher, I'm lost. I don't know the Lord Jesus Christ. I've never been saved. Preacher, I want you to pray for me. Would you let me pray for you today? Would you slip your hand up? Say, Preacher, pray for me. I'm not saved. Maybe you're here today and you say, Preacher, I'm saved. I know I'm saved. But to be honest with you, I have not been a good steward. Preacher, pray for me. I want to be a good steward of what God's given me. Would you slip your hand up? God bless you. God bless you. Yes, thank you. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. I think if we all would answer in our hearts, we all would say we need to be just a little bit better in some areas, okay? In just a moment, we're going to have a, a Miss Barbara's going to play. I'll be standing down front. She'll play a verse of invitation. If you have a need, salvation, baptism, church membership, whatever that need is, you step out. And do what God has on your heart. Father in heaven, thank you for this time. Bless this invitation that your will be done in our hearts and lives. We ask it in Jesus' name. Amen. As we stand on our feet.